welcome to the first meeting of Frogton Town Council in 2024 and Happy New Year to everybody. Um, this is the meeting where we um, recommend or propose and recommend a budget for the period 2024 to 2025. Okay, so agenda item one, apologies for absence. Yeah, do we have any apologies for absence? I have apologies from Councillor Pennington for personal reasons, Councillor um, Neild, uh, who is poorly, and Councillor Sumner, who is attending a Cheshire Western Chester scrutiny's meeting. Okay, thank you, Chair. Um, any declarations of interest to declare items on the agenda? Judith? The trustee of the 70th voucher does the resident in receipt of one. I also have a declaration, Joe, and that's the um, Hop Haywood. I'm chair of the Hop Haywood Friends Group. Okay, thank you. Uh, agenda item number three, which is requests for uh, from the public to speak. And I see we have members of the public with us this evening. And who would like to speak? Who would like to start us off? You want to go first? Please. Right, okay. Um, okay. I'll come nearer because it's probably. Some of the comments in this address to you will appear critical, however they're not designed to be that, they're designed to assist you going forward to make the maximised or the maximum use of the money that's available for the benefit of the town. Firstly, can I thank the town clerk for spending some time with me to get uh, a clear understanding of the budget and the figures contained within it. And obviously we've come to a few revisions as a result of that. Which then raises the question, which is the error could be made by anybody. Have there are numerous opportunities for that error to be corrected. It was present in the minutes of F and GP in November sorry, December, it was carried forward into this uh, document that's published for the public and worth double checking on it. So there needs to be some sort of double check to correct a mistake that anybody could make, or even technology, as we know from the horizon, anyway. Um, the next question comes to be about Cost Centre Code 301, which currently sits at £101,000. In your calculations, you are only considering the EMR reserves. After talking to Joe and looking at the document, the EMR reserves are due to deplete to something like 108,777. But what about the 101000 that sat in the current year? because it appears to be at least £67,000 of underspend and if that is not going to be transferred to EMR reserves or into general reserves it should be factored into this budget setting calculation. Can I just make a comment at this point? Yes please. Just to clarify that all funds that are left at the end of a financial year all funds that are left over at the end of a financial year don't get carried over. We start a new budget for each year because we taught a new precept for each year. The only funds which can be carried over are earmarked reserves, where there is an intention of building up a pot of money, for example, for a burial ground extension. That's fine, Joe. The question I've got specifically about cost centre 301 is that what is 
because it's, it's not an EMR reserves or a general reserve. What is likely to be left at the end of the year? Will any of it be transferred to EMR reserves for the respective projects, or is it just going to be, oh well, we've got another £100,000 sat in the budget? We'll have £188,777 at the end of the year. And that includes Cost Centre 301, does it? I'm not looking at Cost Centre 301 here, so I'm not 100% sure what you're referring to. In, in November, sorry, in December's F&GP minutes, it clearly stated there was £101,000. In the bank accounts, there was roughly £250,000. If all we're going to be left with at the end of the year is £108,777, mm -hmm. that means that you are likely to burn through £148,000 in the next three months. I'm not following your figures, I'm afraid. What? The funds required to the end of the year are estimated at 56,000. The funds currently available to end of the year are 165,000. This was based on the figures that were reconciled with the uh, back reconciliations approved and checked to the accounts at the end of November. Yeah, I understand that, Joe, but there's still 250,000 pounds in the bank accounts, not 150. According to the document that was presented to the public by F and GP in December. So, and we've since transferred money from the uh, CCLA, which is the savings account, right. into the current account, which won't appear on the figures that you're looking at because that was done in December. So, how much is in total in the bank accounts today? Today, this very day, off the top of my head, I can't tell you. And um, how much is likely to be needed to run to the end of the year? About 50 odd thousand. Is, is, there a, is there a discrepancy in those figures that no. should be counted in, those, in this budget no. calculation? No. But. Next. The staff and office costs are currently running at over 40%. The way that the staff costs are presented as a net figure potentially then creates a further problem because if you think about somebody's personal taxation, their tax code could change. It could vary up or down depending upon what happens to them and therefore those three figures should be presented as staff gross, employer national insurance and employer pension. That way, if you're paying somebody say £40,000, that if their tax code changes or their uh, NI rates change in any way, it won't impact your budget. But as it's presented net, the cost centre for the tax and insurance net could vary. Can I give you an example for this month, January 2024? So the total employee take-home pay is 47,273, so that's the net pay. The employer NI contribution is the £477, and the employee, the employer Pension contribution is £1,270. The total employee HMRC contribution is £700. And pension contribution is £360. The reason why they're not split down is to protect the individual employee so that it does nobody else's business what tax code an individual no. employee might be no, on or what their national insurance contributions are. I'm not interested in that, in, in understanding the person. We know from the figures what the pay rates are gross to the three members of staff. They are published. You don't bear the net figures. No, we know because when you look at the recommendations from some of the documentation, it details that 
as an example? Do you mind if I quote? I don't know what you're quoting. Right. I know or not. Right. In the, in the documents that come to light, what the public can see, it indicates what spine point you're on. Yep. You can work that out from documents on the internet. Yep, absolutely. So, there is no doubt that the drug figure is. I don't need to understand your tax code or whatever. The point that I'm making is that if your tax code, say you were put on an emergency tax code for whatever reason. That would be my contribution, not the council's. But you are putting a budget forward on a line item that is, in effect, here is what the council, collectively, both the employer and the employer, we are budgeting for that to be the same, that figure for both the employer and the employee in that year. If it was broken down as the gross figure for the staff, any variation in the individual's tax rates would make no difference to your calculations. As it stands, you could then incur uh, uh, some sort of under or overspend without realising it. I think we would realise it, and this is the way that we are advised by both the firm of accountants and the internal auditors who are JDH business services to present figures. However, it's, it's an observation that says Thank that you. when you are looking to, to, to calculate those figures, you could, without realising, end up in a situation where, and we've seen this, haven't we, because the costs on tax day have gone about 100% from one year to the next. Anyway, um, there is also a question about 40% of the cost. Is that too high in relation to the budget? I will leave you all to, to, to muse that one. The next one is that the least cost items that you put forward have the biggest impact in the town. So if you look at the events budget, that has the biggest impact and positive receipt by the town to what you've done. Not the big ticket items of 40, 50 grand. There is also a missing 6,000 pounds from Jason's proposal for running events in the park. Is that not going forward? I'm not aware of that proposal. No, we haven't really thrashed that out yet. So. so that's not going to be included, albeit it's then not funded either. Uh, one of the things that you are successful at is the big ticket items. So we'll take the memorial path upgrade. That was a big ticket item, it was delivered well, and the town was warmed to it. Perhaps when you look all the way through this budget, perhaps what you really need is to focus on a big ticket item that actually makes some difference. Um, the clock, which we spoke about in May. The clock could easily have been afforded from the general reserves without depleting it less than 25% in this year. If you could expect to have 108,000 minus 15 to, to fix the clock, it would still not take you below 25%. And that could have been fixed this year. But there are other items that you've taken money from the town for. It's exactly what I said before. You've taken it from the town. If you're going to ask for money from, for, from the town for specific items, then it should be delivered or handed back. Uh, you put um, £7,500 in the election budget. Mm -hmm. Whilst it's prudent to say, save £2,000 each year over four years to cater for the fourth year, is it actually sensible to request what amounts to a, a normal full election in four years, three years' time, 
in one go? It's in the approved uh, reverbs policy that we have that we will put aside fund for one election in each ward every year. Right, okay, and that will come to roughly 7,000. Yes. So that's fine, okay. But then when I look at the original document, it had £2,000 in. It has been, we have right, been considered. Yeah. Okay, from what I know also cut guide, there's £67,000 taken for various projects. £30,000 for active travel, 10 for climate action frontshoe, 10 for um, the disabled air play area, and I think it was about £17,000 for church fields, as an example. You've used correctly £5,000 of it to fix the problem with knotweed at uh, Marshlands. However, there's still £2,000 there that was requested that you've done nothing with. And now you're asking for the same money again. Um, then we come to the, the, the impression that you create in the town. Whilst it's great to want to signpost things, let me take a very specific signpost at Hawthorne Road. And this relates to the orchard uh, fund. I think it's a good idea, with the exception that it needs to be done in a meaningful way. The orchard at Hawthorne Road, quite frankly, if I've read a sign as a visitor to this town, walked all the way there, eventually found out that it's, it's what it is, I would walk away thinking, why, why am I wasting my time visiting this town? So any signage that you are going to cost up in this budget to go forward with need, needs to be considered carefully to make sure that the impression that you set by the sign doesn't result in a disappointment at the end of it that actually goes against trying to promote fraudulent. Because without realising it, you could. I like the idea of the daffodils in the budget. Quite frankly, they should be everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. Trees, daffodils, wherever you can put them. That's another good win that re reflects the town in its right light. Finally, we come on to the actual calculation on that sheet. When I calculate through the figures, and you'll have to excuse me, um, I've got down to the £352,000 that you require. You're going to ask three hundred and fifty from the, from the preset pairs. £80,000 for general reserves. £47,000 for... Sorry, generally so the way around. The upshot is that you're expecting to have 28,000, 29,000 that needs to come from other income. Yet again, picking up on the document of F and GP from December, it indicates you expect 20 grand from the cemetery, 1,000 from the memorial, 1,300 from the allotments. That still leaves a shortfall of £6,500. There's uh, almost £8,000 coming in interest from the CCLA account. Right, so you. That, which would it not have been better for this prediction to be included in that document so people could understand that it's actually part of the budget? Yeah, I can take that. Yeah? Can I ask that you reflect on some of those points, particularly about anything that could trip you up, where your right intention sets the wrong impression and ultimately undoes the work that you do? And more importantly, when I look at the number of people that come to your meetings, I will send these documents to the clerk to circulate to all of you. Rather than promoting fraudulent, then perhaps you're one step ahead of possibly promoting yourselves to promote fraudulent and to get more people here engaged in the community with you, to work with you, to deliver things together. 
a newsletter would be absolutely first class, wouldn't it? But not just yours, include the two part councillors, non-political, so that we could all understand what you're actually doing. Not talking about in the meetings or elsewhere, but what you're actually proposing and take the town with you. Sorry it's been rather a lengthy pitch, but there are some things you perhaps need to consider in that. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I've come to ask... Meeting resumed at uh, 1930. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Thank you for letting me speak. Hopefully I can last without interruption. <laughs> I find the budget difficult to understand. Um, there isn't an income streamline, so it's hard to see what you have coming in as income. If any, I would expect the cemetery to have income. And doesn't show that, it's only showing expenditure. It doesn't show me how much of these allocated budgets you've spent in one year. And again, I would expect to see that. So I was you know, surprised that, for example, there's no allocation for um, officer expenses. So if, if they go anywhere, and obviously I would expect Joe to be going around all the green spaces, checking on the contracts that have been done, you know, fulfilled and what have you. So I would have thought there, there would be expenses for mileage and things like that. There is expense listed for training, but not for things like mileage. And there's suddenly an account, an allowance for £2,000 worth of accountancy fees, which there wasn't this year. And that's the sort of thing you'd expect there to be every year. Some of the things seem very expensive to me, like IT, I think that's quite expensive. And again, there's new, uh, new things about cleaning and equipment. I don't know why they've suddenly come. Did you have a year off cleaning last year? Some decide you're going to do spring cleaning this year. I don't understand. So some things are a little bit baffling. Why has the neighbourhood plan not been published? And if, you know, it's had £3,000 spent on it this year, or there's been a budget of it, and there's another £1,000, but what for? So it's very hard as a an outsider to understand what you're, you know, what you're trying to achieve. I don't understand the elections, why there was so much put into last year's election and there's nothing for this year, but it's something, a very a similar figures going into the earmark reserves. And that's just very difficult to understand, really. And then, are some of the budgets too high? The over 70s allocation, we're a town that's ageing. Over 70, is not aspirational anymore, three school years and ten. Some people won't make it, but most people will make you know, four school years now. Perhaps it's time to revise that and make it 75, over 75. You could make a little bit of a saving on that. Then there's things that span two or three codes. So the Christmas festival appears under finance and general purposes, which I see you've elevated next year to have a bigger budget but it appears under events, mm -hmm. as do Christmas lights, they appear under events. But then if you go to Aminus's, you've got Christmas light bulbs. Yeah. And 
Um, there's another thing about Christmas in there which I can't immediately spot. And it's like, well, why aren't they in one code? Why have you got them split across two codes? So in terms of transparency, it's not very clear. I was thrilled. I was really thrilled to see you've got 4732, £10,000 to promote production. So I hope that that's the community newsletter because that would be a great budget and it would mean that people would understand what was going on in production. I think that's a wonderful thing to see and I hope that that's what you've got in your heart. Um, uh, what else have I got in here? The um, under amenities, um, you've put in, as Ian mentioned, some items into your earmark reserve and I don't know why. You've put in £20,000 for play area repairs, but none for next year. I would have thought that was an ongoing issue. I know that I've reported damage in the past, so I would have thought there would be an allocation every year for play area repairs, but you've separated out church fields, which you have spent 70, or allocated £17,000 for, I presume, the wet poor flooring this year and next year. So does that mean there's a real problem with your wet port? Do you need to rethink it? Should you be having bark instead? Because that's quite a big part of your budget and it's not something that's really seen. You've allocated 10 grand to accessible play equipment, but none for next year, but you've put 5,000 into the reserves. So looking at this as an outsider, it's very, very hard to understand what you're planning to do. You've put in £30,000 for active travel. I don't know what that was going to be. But you've put in another £10,000 for next year. So I don't know what that's going to be either. You've allocated £10,000 each year to climate action production. That's lovely. Could, could you be aspirational and put in electric charging points somewhere on outside um, petrol stations or maybe on Mill Lane? where you can access electricity, where people could go and do fast charging, because more lane is domestic charging and you'd have to leave your car for 12 hours to achieve a charge, which nobody's going to leave their car overnight at more lane. Cheshire Western. Yeah, we don't yes. want It's the Cheshire West land, but there must be some town council land where you could do that, because we want... No. There's no, there's no Cheshire West land, okay. Um, could use. Well, perhaps you could work with Cheshire West and say, we'd like to put this in on some of your land. We, we would like to do that. Because if you're going to spend money on climate change, that would be a great thing to do. And then you've put in £5,000 for community orchards. So are you going to create a new one on the non-existent Fredrickson Town Council land? Or are you going to beef up one of your existing ones. I'm not sure why you've got that in earmark reserves. Again, it's really, really hard to understand this. Um, and you've got £10,000 in as a reserve for the burial ground extension, so I assume that the existing space is now um, depleted or coming to an end. So, to me it seems like there's not a lot of clarity, but last year the preset went up by 100%. And if there is money in reserves that you talk about at the end of the document, you don't need to have a huge amount of money in reserves. You've spent a lot of money on Green Gates and the fantastic memorial path, which was such a great asset. Could you not look at bringing the preset down? 
it was lowered during COVID. Councillor McEwen suggested it came down to 80% because of furlough. But then last year, I think it didn't go up a small amount, it was doubled. And for a lot of people, that was a burden. We're looking, you know, we're looking at a very hard time at the moment. My suggestion to you would be, could we bring the preset down, use some of the reserves to lower the preset, and perhaps make it clearer in your budget what your big plan is for next year, because I can't see it. And some of these things are huge amounts of money, £5,000 for replacement tree lights. Which trees? You know, is that just for three or four weeks in December? That's quite a big amount of money to spend. You didn't spend it this year, so it suggests to me that you know that there's lots of bulbs out, but that's, that's quite a lot of money to spend on an item like that. So that's, those are the questions I had. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ian. <coughs> I think we'll probably address most of these by moving on into going through the budgets themselves. Yeah, can you just chair, clarify that all of these figures have been through each of the committees. They've been discussed in detail at each of the committees. Um, the reasons for the figures are within those limits. Thank you, Chair. So, I'm going to move us on to agenda item number four, which is the local government finance settlement for 2024-2025. And to note that council tax referendum principles will not be set for uh, local councils in 2024-25. Okay, moves us on to our item number five, which is the budget preset report um, that has been provided by Joe. It's a very in-depth report. Um, it has been seen as Joe has just uh, set out for each of the suggested budgets, proposed budgets, have been to each committee um, and have been reviewed at that committee level on a line-by-line -line basis. So, Joe, do you want us to take us through the report? Um, well, I really want to see the report. Yeah, just in summary. In summary, then, uh, I am recommending that the council set a budget of Well, I'm recommending that the Bandine preset remains unchanged. I've tried to present you with uh, a balanced budget which demonstrates uh, how that can remain at £93.71 per year. That equates to £7.80 per month per Bandy property and £1.80 per week per Bandy property. Setting the budget as it is would um, to keep the uh, preset the same for this year would mean setting the preset to 350,091 pence. The tax base is the figure that's the valuation figure that's given by the valuation officer from Cheshire West and Chester Council. That's for an average band D, the average band D properties. That figure is scaled up and down depending on things like whether there is a change to the number of properties within an area. Um, what council tax rebates are being paid or charged, uh, single person occupancy, etc. That gives us a tax base of 3,735.9. And the band D charge is worked out by dividing the preset request by the figure on the tax base, which gives us a band D charge of £93.71, which is a zero change 
to the precept. Okay. Thank you very much, Joe. For those committee um, members and chairs of committees, you've all reviewed these documents. Yeah. Any queries would have been sent to Joe prior to today. Yeah. Joe, you've not received any queries that haven't been answered from, from committee members, no. and particularly committee chairs. No. Okay. So, um, I'd like to propose the budget as Joe. Could I just raise a couple of general things on our reserves policy? Yes. Um, we have an agreed policy that for um, allotments and cemetery, any income, excess income over and above expenditure, would be put into reserves for the future maintenance. Certainly, um, it's important for the cemetery because once the cemetery is full, there'll be no income, but they'll still have to maintain it. And the idea was that we would build a reserve to cover that period. Now, since then, certainly since um, the pandemic, certainly been a lot busier in the cemetery, and we probably don't need to put all of the um, excess income into reserve, but that is what we have an agreed policy to do. And the other point on our reserves policy is, well, it's not just on policy, um, particularly amenities committee, I've, I've looked at the terms of reference, as if we agreed before I, I came back to the council, and it is very clear, certainly climate action and the active travel is not mentioned in the responsibilities for that committee. So I think TOR need to be updated to cover that. But it also says that the committee is responsible for the production written estimates of proposed expenditure by the committee for the next financial year. So I think it would be helpful to have clearer information on what it is we're going to put in the budget, not just pick a figure out of the air and think, you know, that, that's a nice sum to set aside. I think it needs to be clearer okay. on the what it is we intend to spend and that I do accept some of the, the confusion about this budget because we're talking about last year's budget not what we have actually spent or intend to spend and I know that there are differences because it isn't always possible to actually do the things that you want to do within that financial year. Thank you Judith. Okay, Jason. I know, I know we've been touring different, different committees but I, I do strongly side with Gail and say, we've got to get this preset down. It's, people are struggling out there and I think there's things on, on the budget I think we need to go back and have a look at before I'm confident to sign up. Because 140 quid made over there from £20 a year doesn't sound much to some, but to others it's a lot. I'm concerned it was doubled last year, I know it was for, was it for Green Gates mainly. Yes. Yeah, or whatever it was. Because the reserves, I, I, the reserves on, the, on the two big projects. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a bug there. Everyone knows I don't like paying. I think, I think it's too high. I just, I think the, the doubling last year, we've got to see a reflection going forward that. We had two massive projects last year. I mean, I just, I, just want to I mean, we, we had the um, path up to the memorial and we did Green Gates. And we, we have used a lot of our... I think we all accept that, but what the yeah, point is that 
we've got over that now. We've rebuilt the reserves. Yeah. So why do we need to carry on charging the same amount? Is that what? That's basically yeah. Well, the yeah. thing with the cost of living and everything. If you're going to put something on, things of everything, like the Halloween party, it's a free event. But it's not. It things go up every year. If you still want to deliver a free event, then. Somehow we're up and it's got to be paid for. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing that it should go up proportionally, but that, that's, that's so, 100% right. So, the rise last year came back with like two years of decreases, and that's more than decreasing is that you will inevitably have to increase it, and that creates a lot of backlash. Second thing is that, although it's £100 for a band or whatever it is, it's actually for a band aid property significantly less. Yeah. And the third thing is that as Ian's pointed out, forty percent of our expenditure is on office just keeping FTC running. So actually, you know, we haven't got a huge amount of our expenditure really on doing things for project like events. We need to have money to do things, otherwise what is the point of having a town council? Exactly. Um, you know, we, we we may as well not exist. And actually keeping um, the budget the same when we've had inflation running at over 10% in the last 12 months, I think it's very impressive. Um, uh, so I would, I, you know, I feel actually the same is I'm very against reducing it further. Um, I think actually this effectively is reduced budget because inflation is eaten into what we can spend. I'll, I'll, I'll disagree with you on it. If it was £50 at 10% would been 55 year after 62, then it been £68. That's still not £114. Yeah, yeah. So it's still double. Um, it's also, as you say, people are struggling, and there are people that may be in abandoned property, but are no longer, because of COVID, working the same job. They could be in yeah. different jobs. And financially, it's a struggle. So financially, it's a struggle for me. Okay. You know, even, I used to be in a abandoned property, and, you know, those were the days, but it's, it's 20, 30 years on now. So I think... You're right. I, I have to agree with Jason that, I mean, council tax for me is a bugbear. But we've, we've built up the reserves again. We had two major projects. Yeah. They're done now. And I think we should be looking again at reducing it. I just, I Even if it's only just, just shaving a little bit off. It's coming down. It's the, it's mm. the I'd like to point out that we do have, following our um, away day, we do have plans which we haven't finalised yet. We've got uh, a numerous working groups to provide more but and I mean, better for options. And we will need to seek additional funding for things that we do want yeah, to do. Yeah, I mean, well, like promoting fraudulent, so, which I fully agree with, but we're also, I think, in promoting fraudulent, all the local businesses should be involved in promoting them because it's promoting their businesses. And active travel, £30,000. What is active travel? I think it's 10,000 in this, and again, it's something that there's a working group set up to look at yeah. the active travels so and look at the cycling route. So, so this is just. And again, with an aging population, with an aging population, yes. cycling really isn't. But you've got the electric bikes, so there's, there's all Which are thousands of pounds. And, and wheelchair accessibility. Wheelchair accessibility is <laughs> yeah, that's what we're talking about, yeah. No, but it's, it, it needs to be broken down to that. I, accessibility is a budget. It's a budget. Yeah, I know, but it's quite a high budget, though, isn't it? And it's going back to, in terms of reference to the Immunities Committee, that should have been estimated, the cost of that estimated, not just putting a figure out there. Yeah. Okay. So, so, I mean, it's like the electric lights, okay, but where, where's the cost and who's going to do it? Yeah. 
insurance, all of that. We need to know what that kind of thing is going to cost. And that's what the working groups are designed to do, aren't they? Is to bring things back to um, the committee or to full council yeah. so that we've got an ex exact um, figure about what we're going to spend on various different different projects. But so I, I don't do, think we've got I the details at this stage. For, for big expenditure, mm. we should be consulting the community, yep. not just going ahead and spending it. Okay. Well, Thank you, Judy. So I know there's a contentious one about the town clock. I know it's on the list and it's there, but if just gauging the sponsor market and then I'm walking around and, and the feedback again. Someone said to me, you can pay £5 less on your council tax because we're not doing the clock this year, we do it next year or the year after, whenever it's, it's this year. It's this year. Yeah, then, then they probably would go for it. And the image from, from the people who, who we represent, we would be in a better light. Can I just point, when we talked about doing the clock, yes, we could have done it within the current financial year, but at that time we were suffering a lot of road closures for all the pothole repairs. And I suggested to council that we deferred it till, say, next spring, because most of the road closures would have been hopefully over, uh, because it is going to need a, um, a lane closure at the traffic lights. So I'm responsible for that delay. Not to one individual, it's down to the council. Can I just so. say, I think, I think a lot of people I represent, and that's all I can speak for, are always saying, why aren't Frodham Town Council doing this? Why aren't Frodham Town Council doing that? Yeah, we would love to. I think we're more active now than ever. And that's because of the precept. That's because we're getting money in, mm -hmm. isn't it? And you want to lower that and then go back and tell people, well, no, I'm sorry, you can't do that because you didn't want the precept to stay the same. Mm -hmm. We're quite right, but there's a lot of community funds going on. And I've helped them with it. We don't get we we didn't get one grant application from Christmas festival in protest. Mm. And I'm not saying that I'm not going against it, but there's loads of funds available. Okay. It doesn't have to come out of a time. Okay. So I'm going to propose um, that we approve the budget as set out for 2024-25 in the report that Joe has presented to us. Anyone second? I'll second. Yeah. Okay. Can I just check? Is it just we're recommending it to full council? This or is full. This council. is full council. But it's not going to go to right. Okay. No, this is full council. Okay. So, Joe, can you have a vote on that? All those okay, in. So we have a proposer. Yeah. And we have a seconder. All those in favour? All those against? Any abstentions? No, that's carried. Okay, thank you very much. Agenda item number seven is the precept for 2024-2025. Um, this is to consider the approval of the precept request um, uh, as it's set out at the moment. Um, we've got to recommend the precept charge uh, which remains unchanged, so there'll be no change to the precept um, for 2024-25. So I'm proposing that we accept the precept as set out in the budget report presented by Joe. I'll second. Is that carried? Can we take a vote? Yeah. Take a vote? Yeah. Okay. Is that also improved? Yeah.
Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, agenda item number eight, which is dated the next meeting, will be the 22nd of January 2024. And with that, I will close the meeting at 1953.